This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the show. I want to talk about Wando Robinson here uh, briefly because uh, this is a guy that, again, you talk about pedigree. You know, he had a little bit of pedigree uh, coming out of school and obviously did not put together a great a rookie campaign due to injuries, um, but uh, 31 targets, 23 receptions, just 227 yards, and one touchdown. But he did have that one game, and this is the one game he played well before he got, and then he got injured in that game. 13 targets, nine grabs, 100 yards, and he was absolutely cooking uh, in that ball game. But what did you find with Wandale Robinson in limited number of looks? Yeah, I think Wandale is, and this is like kind of my problem with with using a second round pick on him that year when I thought there were other guys, you know, potentially available that could be like real receivers. I think Wandale is like a little bit, a little bit of a gadget guy, um, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and and look, the 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 Giants did a really good job. He lined up in the slot on sixty seven point seven percent of his snaps. He was in the backfield for three point five percent. He was off the line on ninety point four percent of his snaps last year. Uh, he's five eight, one hundred eighty five pounds. You know, and and I don't think he's shown whether it was Kentucky or his first year in the NFL that he's like a polished route runner to get against press man coverage. So, you know, he only saw press on 4.4% of his routes last year, faced zone on 65%. Like that's what you want from Wandale Robinson. You want him getting underneath stuff, you know, 15.6% of his routes were flats, 7.4% were screens, 8.9% were other routes, which usually for him is like those little whip routes or little return routes, stuff like that, that aren't on the traditional NFL route tree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's like a gadget guy, probably a slot player. Now, I do think the one interesting thing for – well, he definitely an, a slot-only player. Um, I, I remember when we did the midseason Rookie Report podcast, I think I said to you, James, that there was um, some Jamison Crowder type to his game as a slot receiver, and you were like, okay, okay cool whatever uh who cares he's jameson crowder ironically jameson crowder is on this giants roster which i forgot (laughs) until about halfway through writing his profile okay um you know crowder 55.4 percent success rate versus man as a rookie 73 percent success rate versus zone 63.8 percent success rate versus man for um wandale robinson 75 percent success rate versus zone but those guys did have interesting scores on like a, the post route well, that's the one thing with Wandale right. robinson and 15.6 percent post routes 71.4 percent success rate so every now and again wandale's gonna do a lot what i just said with garrett wilson right where he's gonna get a favorable matchup against an inferior defender and rip them on that like big post down the field. Robinson could do that, but overall he's, he's mostly like route in route out, not a good enough uh, separator 
to be anything more than like a low uh, volume kind of gadget slot only player. When you kind of take a look at um, the routes that he ran too, in terms of route percentages that you've charted, Matt, it, it's a it's a weird look because, quite honestly, it, this is almost like a combination of like a slot receiver and a running back. You know, like fifteen point six percent of his of his uh, routes sampled were flat routes. That's that's weird, right? Like seven point four mm-hmm. were on the screen. Again, for a wide receiver, uh, that's odd. You know what I mean? And then, and then again, they, sometimes Dable will line him up and he'll just rip him on a post route. 15.6% of his routes were on a post, right? So, um, but not enough slant routes, I don't think, for a guy who is going to be a traditional um, slot receiver. Does that, to me, that doesn't bode well uh, when you're talking about a guy who's going to try to line up inside but only ran uh, a slant on 13.3% of his routes charted. And then on top of that, wasn't that great. Uh, in terms of success rate on the slants either. That does not bode well for a guy who's going to line up inside. Yeah, because you're anytime you're going to get man coverage, even as that slot receiver, when you're Wandell Robinson, you're going to get muscled up on the on the on the slant route. You know, any sort of press, anything like that, it's going to be problematic. Um, by the way, it's funny. Like this is always my pushback with with player with receivers when we're just looking at stat lines. Wandell Robinson, the game you mentioned, he had 13 targets, nine catches, 100 yards. Um, they lost 18 to 31 to the Detroit lions in that game. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Wando Robinson had nine catches in a hundred yards. The team lost like, and, and, and it, but then as you know, fantasy folks are going to put like the, well, Waddell Robinson and he was targeted on this percentage of his routes. Yeah. He was targeted on this percentage of his routes and the team stuck like the offense scored 18 points against the lions. So, I mean, okay. (laughs) How impressive is that really? So yeah, I I think Robinson is just like, he's a really, I don't mean to say like he stinks or anything. He doesn't stink. He's not a bad player. He's just like a role player. And I think with the giants right now, it's just kind of tough because they have a ton of these like role players, right? Like they have, they really do. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. They have Paris Campbell, who could maybe be a speed flanker, but has mostly been a slot. They have uh, Sterling Shepard. Shout out Sterling, always and forever. Keep the candle lit at receptionperception.com for Sterling Shepard. His three games that he plays, he's going to average 11 targets per game, but we know he's not likely to play more than that. Uh, you know, They have Jamison Crowder, like I mentioned, role-playing slot receiver. They have um, Isaiah Hodgins. I'm, we are interested in Isaiah Hodgins. We yep, like Hodgins. Yep, yep, um, yep. They have Darius Slayton, who's a role-playing outside receiver. They have Jalen Hyatt, who profiles as like a role-playing lid-lifting receiver. And then they have Darren Waller. So it's just a weird receiver core right now in New York. They, I don't think they have anyone who's outstanding, clearly. Um, but I think when they throw out guys like, you know, David Sills, I thought had moments, especially late in the season, right? Isaiah Hodgins, who we talked about, Darius Slayton, I think, um, is, again, just a professional wide receiver. Um, they added Paris Campbell, which I, I thought was a weird signing, uh, just given their current makeup. But uh, maybe that kind of tells you Wandale Robinson and certainly Shepard aren't really that close. So um, it seems like they're just kind of sort of throwing it all on the wall, seeing what sticks. They draft Jalen Hyatt. 
Um, and actually, I think they got pretty good value on Jalen Hyatt too, because uh, some yeah. people had yeah. some people had mocked Jalen Hyatt in the first round. You know what I mean? So uh, they got him in, I believe, the third round. Uh, so that was pretty good value for the Giants there. And yeah, so they're just kind of sort of throwing it all on there. They go sign Darren Waller. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good add. Um, but I think overall, I think Dable's again. I just trust in Dable, man. I thought he did an Me awesome too. job last year. Uh, maybe Daniel Jones takes a step forward. Um, and, and I think overall, I think the offense will be, listen, I think they'll be fine. They were fine last mm-hmm. year. You know, they weren't, they weren't good by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, they really try to run the ball and play good defense. But I think this, I think this year, I think they will take a little bit of a step forward. Jalen Hyatt certainly will have a role in doing that in terms of the speed, uh, over the top. And then again, if they can get some, you know, they've got all these little underneath guys, uh, but can Isaiah Hodgins, David Sills, and Darius Slayton, can they can they manufacture something on the outside for the Giants? I think they can. I think they can. So I'll I'll be interested to see. Listen, Matt, if it was <laughs> if it wasn't Dable, I wouldn't be saying these things. Okay. I'm just yep, saying. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying I think Brian Dable might be able to manufacture scheme up some things here uh for his quarterback <laughs> in Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else with this receiver court would be like, uh, but they just did this last year, too. They were really good offense with a worse receiver court. I mean, for as many right. questions as we have with these guys right now, it's like they've at least added some intriguing pieces. And and the Hyatt thing is really interesting, man. I mean, again, if that they made that pick in the first round, would have hated it. They made it in the third round, pretty good. And like Brian Dable and kind of like in the post-draft presser, was it was a little bit of like a, you know, side comment, but he kind of sort of mentioned like Gabriel Davis as a comparison for Jalen Hyatt, um, which I th- actually think from a role perspective makes a lot of sense. Like Gabriel Davis early in his career was a situational um, receiver that made big plays and like limited glimpses. And everybody's like, Oh, they got to get Gabriel Davis on the field more and you throw in the ball more. It's like, well, then you saw how that went, but these right. guys were situational <laughs> can be really valuable. Right. And I think Hyatt actually, I thought that was an intriguing comparison for Brian Dable to make. And it makes you think that like, they might view Hyatt as like a long-term outside receiver as well too. Like he might fit into that outside mix and like manufacturing something, um, you know, cause Darius Slayton's a pretty good, like he's had his, his moments as a vertical receiver, but it's like, Every three plays are going to be really awesome. The other, like, you know, 66%, maybe not so much. 